On behalf of Indiana Wesleyan University, it's my privilege to introduce Mr. Ernie Johnson, Jr. as the 17th individual inducted into the IW Society of World Changers. The men and women identified as IW World Changers have left an indelible mark on our society and our Christian heritage in this country. Ernie is a highly successful sports broadcaster, as most of you know. He's host of TNT's four-time Sports Emmy award-winning show, Inside the NBA. He's host for NBA TV's popular Fan Night and host for Turner and CBS's NCAA Division I men's basketball championship coverage. He's lead play-by-play -play announcer for Turner's coverage of Major League Baseball and the PGA Championship. And in his career, he's covered the National Football League, the British Open, Wimbledon, and the Olympics. Quoting Ernie in his recent published autobiography, quote, while my appearances on television give you a clear idea of what I do, they do not necessarily tell you who I am, end quote. In his autobiography titled Unscripted, Ernie describes his life as just that, unscripted, just like the format of the very popular inside the NBA television show he's hosted since 1990. Ernie and his wife Cheryl had the ideal life, he says, a great job, a son, Eric, and a daughter, Maggie. And then they veered off script in 1991 when they adopted a little boy named Michael from a Romanian orphanage. Michael has been and continues to be a treasure to the Johnson family. He lives with mus muscular dystrophy requiring 24-hour care, which is why Ernie's lovely wife is not able to be with us today, but she's spoken on this stage before. Cheryl DeLuca Johnson, she's a wonderful person. Hope she'll be back, Ernie, sometime to speak again. The Johnsons continued celebrating this unscripted life with a second adoption, and perhaps Ernie will tell more about this part of their story this morning as he shares with you. While adoption was a choice, cancer was not. Ernie bravely and publicly faced non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2006. It was during this time of life that his resolution, trust God, period, was born. But this God-focused perspective in life was not always present. When his children were young, Ernie took his family to church because he thought it would be good for the kids. As it turned out, it was good for him. And perhaps he'll share a little bit more about that in a moment. Ever since Ernie has been a faithful witness to those around him, he's gained high praise from his peers, both professionally and personally. Ernie is the recipient of a Sports Emmy for Best Studio Host Personality in 2015, 2006, and 2001. With Johnson at the helm, TNT's Inside the NBA television show has won four Emmy Awards for Outstanding Studio Show Daily. Ernie was chosen as the recipient of the Bill Hartman Award in 2015. He was also recognized with a Musial Award, presented in honor of Stan Musial's legacy to celebrate iconic good sports and the year's greatest moments in sportsmanship. In 2007, he was presented with the first ever honorary John Wooden Keys to Life Award, presented by Athletes in Action. In 1989, he was awarded the Georgia Area Emmy for Outstanding Achievement in Television, News, Excellence, Sports Reporting. In 1988, he received the Georgia Associate Press Award for Sports Reporting, and in 1984, the United Press International Award for Sports Sportscasting. A graduate of Henry W. Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Georgia, he was named Outstanding Young, young Alumnus in 1986. In the midst of all these many accomplishments and accolades, 
Ernie continues to use his platform as a well-loved sports broadcaster to be a gentle, humble light for our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're deeply honored to have Mr. Johnson with us today. Friends, colleagues, students, please join me in welcoming Mr. Ernie Johnson, Jr. No, please sit down. Uh, what an awesome couple of days it's been here at IWU. Um, has Kyle missed a shot yet? I went to the championship game last night. Kyle, did you miss? Is Kyle here today? Yeah. Have you have you have you missed a? How many shots have you missed this year? Like four? And that was just out of mercy for the other guy? Congratulations on another conference championship. That was great last night. I want to thank Dr. Wright. I want to thank the board, faculty members, friends, uh, for being here today. And I really thought about taking the hat off because, because Dr. Wright said normally you take the hat off when you speak, but it was a little tight, so if I took it off right now, you'd see this big band around my forehead. <laughs> and if you need any re reminder on the size of my forehead, that's uh, been provided <laughs> right there. That's, uh, that's actual size, as a matter of fact. Thanks for bringing that to this today. That's very kind of you. This day would not have happened uh, were it not for a day in December of 1997, December 10th, as a matter of fact, when the man you've already met, Kevin Myers, who was the pastor at this little church that we had started attending, we joined hands at a table at an, at an old Charlie's restaurant. I had uh, the fried chicken salad with honey mustard on the side, and, and, uh, and the, the kid who was waiting on our table said, would you, would you like some more tea? Uh, as he interrupted me and Kevin with our hands joined as I prayed to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior at the age of 41. I spent some time wandering in the desert. So this day never happens if that day never happens, and it changed my life. What I do want to do in my time here today, and, and Dr. Wright, I've edited my, my comments down so this won't go any more than 48 minutes last time I checked. Uh, well, that was a joke. Um, is by use of a few photos, kind of take you through my faith journey a little bit. And um, there are no like vacation pictures of, you know, here we are in the Catskills or anything like that. It's not going to be boring. Uh, I hope it. I hope it sheds some light on on why we're here today. Um, I've never considered myself a world changer, but I know that I've lived with some. 
This first photo is, is my wife, Cheryl Ann. Um, and that little boy is Orel Mihai Erzichan. Um, look, my, my wife, and I, I should point out, she, she both loves and hates this photo. She loves, the, she loves the fact that she's holding this boy we're about to adopt. She's not real cool with the picture because she was having a bad hair year. <laughs> but they're world changers. See, see, Cheryl and I had two kids, and, and Dr., Dr. Wright pointed this out. We had two kids, Eric and Maggie. I had this great job. I had this great wife. And why should we rock the boat? And why should we go off script? And, and my wife had seen a documentary about the Romanian orphans, how they were being warehoused and forgotten. And I actually came home from work one day, and she said, you know what we need to do? And I said, chicken or fish, whatever you'd like. <laughs> and she said, you know what we need to do? We need to go to Romania and adopt one of these kids. And I said, really, chicken or fish? Uh, and we decided we would go. And Orel was the first child they brought out at the first orphanage that Cheryl went to in Bucharest. And he couldn't walk and he couldn't talk and he had a foot that was totally turned in. He was nearly three years old. He hadn't been outside since the day they found him abandoned in a park. And, and you know what the nurse said when she, when she handed Orel to, to my wife? She said, don't take, this boy's no good. You know how you can change the world? Find value. It's there. Because it can be intimidating to say, well, I want to change the world. Because it's you and it's the world, but when it's somebody's world, you can change it. It's my, my wife's a world changer. My wife saw this little guy and said, let's change his world. And then how did Michael change the world? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a guy who has Indiana roots. The man in the coat and tie is a basketball coach from Leo, Indiana. His name is Phil Bolier. Phil left Leo, Indiana basketball hotbed to come down to Brazelton, Georgia, football country, and become the head basketball coach at this huge new high school, Mill Creek. And one of his first days there, he met R.L. Michael Johnson, diagnosed with muscular dystrophy after we adopted him in a wheelchair since middle school. And here he was in high school. And Phil Bolier said, I need that kid on my team. Phil and I stood in the parking lot and talked. I said, maybe you haven't noticed, Coach, but this is a wheelchair. 
That's how Michael gets around. And he said, I know. I said, I want him to be my five-foot-tall impact player with no vertical leap. He says, because I've seen what he can do, and I've seen that it takes everything he has to drive the chair. He said, and he's really taken by what Michael loves to say. His favorite thing to say is, love you too, even if you didn't tell him first. He <laughs> did. You'd meet Michael, he'd just say, love you too. I said, okay, coach, he's on your team. And you know what I love about this picture? Because the players used to put their hands in Michael's lap and they'd say, one, two, three, Hawks, and they'd take the floor. But I love this picture because it's Phil Bolier picking up the hand of a kid who can't do that. So he can do this with a teammate. That's a world changer. And you know what else is cool? Phil, when he was teaching, would interrupt his, his class. I know he had, a, he had a lesson planned for that day. And you know what he would do? He would tell his students. I got to tell you a story about this kid, Michael Johnson. I just got to tell you about him. He's a Romanian kid. He's got muscular dystrophy. There's no cure. And he's, this kid's amazing. And he loves to say, love you too. And he said, you know what? I know as high school students, you guys love sign language. And most of it involves one finger. <laughs> he said, let me teach you something else. Let me teach you this. Because in sign language, this is, I love you. And when you tip the index finger at the other person, it means love you too. He said, so let's learn that. Love you too. Love you too. Yeah. And so you know what's cool? You know what's world changing? Is that on senior night, after Michael's been on this team for a few years, on senior night they, they give everybody a blanket with their name on it and the insignia of the, of the school and it's embroidered and it's really cool and, and they cheer for all the senior players and then Michael rolls out in his wheelchair with me and Cheryl Ann. And we look in the student section, and they're standing like this. That's being a world changer. That's being Phil Bolier, who's looking outside himself. That's Phil Bolier modeling what you model on the basketball team here, that I am third. That it's God, and then it's others, and then it's me. And that's a world changer. So this kid, see I get to wake up to this miracle every day. With a disease that takes a lot of kids before they're out of their teens. He's 30. He's been on a ventilator for the last seven years. Requires around the clock care. 
what I've tried to, these are the other world changers in my life, by the way. See, because what Cheryl and I have tried to do, we've just tried to pass down the values that we have. We've tried to let them know that, that it's not about us. So Eric and Maggie are standing in the back. Carmen's in the middle. We adopted her from Paraguay two years after we adopted Michael. We adopted those two little girls in the front, Ashley and Allison, about seven or eight years ago out of foster care in Cleveland when we were both over 50. Yeah, we're nuts. <laughs> we, are, we are certified nuts. But nowhere in Scripture did it ever indicate that when you, rate, when you reach a certain age, you're done. At no point do you just say, I'm not going to listen anymore. I'm not going to feel anymore. I'm just going to ignore the prompts. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where people say, well, I guess you're tired. I guess you're done with adoption. And I say, heck, I don't know. I would think. But then when you're married to a world changer like Cheryl, who has devoted her life to helping the addicted and then later to those who have been ensnared in sex trafficking as the CEO of Street Grace, just trying to raise awareness of people that, hey, this goes on. And because of her background and that, she says, you know what, a lot of kids in foster care, they age out and they fall into this they fall victim to the sex trade. Be nice if we could adopt one. Adopt a girl and keep her out of that. So we adopted two. You know when God winks at you? When he kind of winks and says, hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want you to do. It's when you see one of your kids and the trajectory of her life and she has been this wonderful sister to Michael, this special needs kid who needs everything done, and then she turns her career into special needs and so that she's there at Buford High School, at senior, at graduation, with one of her students. See, the things that we value, all of us in here, the things that we value will be evident to our kids and to their kids. If we value it, they can't help but value it. That's what Cheryl and I do. Now we're grandparents. Got four grandkids now. Let me show you pictures. No. Uh, <laughs> but this is the way it works. We're just trying to be those who pass down to the next generation the things that matter. the value of faith, 
the value of days like December 10th of 1997. The value of a handicapped child. The value of passing on. On the right side of your screen, that's my dad. That's me and my firstborn son, Eric. On the left, that's Eric, who had told me to, Dad, sit down in this chair. Hold Everett with his head on your left arm. Now, Quinn, take the picture. And on that Father's Day, Could there be a greater gift than a son who appreciates where his dad has been and is trying to pass on what his dad has learned? No. And God winks and he says, you're getting it. Tried to pass down to them too, they know. Trust God, period. They know that. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you know that too. Because when I went through my cancer episode 2003 to 2006 and I was having chemo and I, I sat down with my man, Pastor Kevin. And while cancer tried to rattle my faith, and rattle my cage, it was Pastor Kevin who said, hey, remember, when you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you put your trust in him. So what's that trust look like? And you know what? I still have the notes from Starbucks that we took that day. He said, it's not trust, comma. It's not trust if. It's not I'll trust when. It's trust God, period. So I'm not going to say, look, God, I'm going to trust you. I'll make you a deal. If this next, next test comes back and says I don't have to have any more chemo, you and I are good. No, it's trust God. Period. Because I'm seeing this much of my story out of this huge masterpiece that he's painted. And so I will trust God, period. And I hope that Katie does too. Lastly, I've mentioned that December 10th, 1997. My wife gives me a, a present every year on December 10th. And there was one year in particular that I got back from a late night at TNT Normal for me, I get done with that show with Kenny and Charles and Shaq at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I crash, and sometimes Cheryl's already out the, out the door. And, um, and I looked in the kitchen, and there was a little box with a little note on it, and it was December 10th, and I, and I opened it up. And I hope everybody is able to see this. I, tried to give the crew a warning that I was going to be showing this, but it's a 
compass. And uh, look, despite my outward appearance, uh, I am not a rugged outdoorsman. Um, <laughs> but this, I didn't know if she thought I was going to be getting lost or if she was concerned that I was directionally challenged and this was before GPS. And then I read the note that was next to the box. And it said, as only she could say it, remembering the day you found your direction. So on this day, I celebrate that day. I encourage you, if you don't have one of these, not that you have to get one, but just mentally every day, check your compass. How's your direction? How can I serve today to make somebody's world better? Because if we all wake up in the morning with the intent of making one person's world better, then we're all world changers. Thank you, Ernie, for those moving and inspiring words. I think we've, we've been reminded, haven't we, of what, what it really means to be a world changer. We're so appreciative, Ernie, that you came to be with us today and share your life with us in this way. You'll always be a part of the IW community now. Thank you. We appreciate it. So, you, you know, you all walk through the rotunda there in the library, and you see those busts, and uh, uh, a lot of those, most of those, those uh, busts there, you guys weren't here to to see that person stand on the stage. But when you come back for homecoming and uh, you go back in the, in, in the library rotunda one of these days, maybe 10 years from now, you're gonna see that bus right there. So now it's time for us to unveil, <laughs> it's time for us to unveil Ernie's bus. So we'll ask our board chair, Carl Shepard, along with Ernie. Let's I have a look here. I haven't seen this yet, I haven't <laughs> seen it. Which should I get in here or stand back here? What should I do? Wow, that's awesome. That's very close. That's tremendous. Thank you. I, this is just... This is over the top, man. <laughs> <laughs>
So that bus is going to be added to the, those in the, uh, in the rotunda. And without a doubt, Ernie's life is an inspiration, a reminder to all of us that initiative, vision, dedication, knowing our direction, being true to that direction, faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what discipline he has called us into, are the essential ingredients to a fruitful life, to a world that needs changing. So what a, what a privilege it is for us today, not just to see that bus in a few years, but to remember our time today with Ernie. Thank you so much. God bless you, Ernie.